0: Well, we've reached that point in the show where we're going to be looking at our thought for the day, which today is taken from the first book of Peter. That's 1 Peter, chapter 1, verses 3 to 9. And it says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, according to his abundant mercy, has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that in the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, through it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honour and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory." receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls.
1: Well, I was thinking there's so much in this scripture from 1 Peter that it's almost impossible to cover it all. But there's a couple of sentences which I think kind of explain a lot about the Christian faith quite early on in there. And it goes from verse three, where it says, In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And we talk about being born again. In fact, I'll tell you a little story actually. About three years ago, I was in Uganda with my family and my oldest son, and we met a young lady named Harriet. At the time, I think my son was fourteen. and Harriet was probably about 12. And she turned to, to my son and said, are you a born again? He was quite surprised at the directness in different cultures people can be more direct about things than they are in the UK and it caught him off guard but this is a term that we often sort of struggle with in Christianity in this country but it's right here it says in his great mercy is given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead so in other words it's talking about the fact that Jesus beat sin and death he was resurrected and because of our faith in him we are spiritually reborn. It then goes on to say that we're born into an inheritance that will never perish, spoil or fade. Again, this is interesting because if we have an inheritance, it's something that's rightfully ours. It's something that's been passed on to us from God, not because of who we are and not because we've done anything to deserve it, but because we've been born spiritually reborn or born again into God's family. This is what happens when we decide to acknowledge Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour. You are spiritually born again into a new family, which is a spiritual family, and with God as your Father. So, in other words, we have this inheritance that will never perish or spoil or fade. It's talking about eternal life. There's no point in receiving an inheritance that's going to last forever if you are not going to last forever and not going to be around to enjoy it. And it's also talking about where that inheritance is and quite often people say you know where does it speak about heaven in the bible well this is one of the places it says that your inheritance is kept for you in heaven and it will last forever it also says that because of your faith you're shielded by god's power until a certain time which is when salvation will be seen by everyone in the world well
2: thank you peter choosing this scripture this week I was actually kind of stuck on two words, and it's this living hope, because right now we have hope, we're hearing so much about hope, hope about the vaccine, hope about Christmas being able to come together, hope about shops reopening, hope about pubs sometimes reopening. I was wondering what is hope, because hope, as defined by the dictionary, is a feeling of an expectation, a desire for a particular thing to happen. So I was wondering, what is Peter talking about when he starts talking about this living hope? Because he's talking about a desire. And then it was then I started to really think back and look back at what does this really mean? So I actually had to do some research. Believe it or not, I had to go back to what was the Greek word here that they were talking about. And it was a confident expectation. So it was almost an assurance, not a hope, a wish, but an assurance of this inheritance. And then I started to think about inheritance. My father has passed away a couple of years ago, and I've had some things that he's given to me. Some of these things have started to deteriorate. I know, in fact, if my father was alive today, he would look at me and tell me, why are you keeping that? You know, get rid of it. But the inheritance we have, as Paul's just quite rightly said, is eternal. It's never going to fade. It's never going to deteriorate. What a joy is it that we have an insurance of a inheritance that will not deteriorate isn't that amazing isn't that wonderful to know that that's what's coming to us wow.
3: We've been looking at 1 Peter 1, 3 to 9 this morning, and what a piece of scripture to talk about with the announcement last Monday. It describes a situation where a group of people whose patience and resilience are being tested. They're suffering heartache, sorrow, anguish, pain, and wondering if these trialing times will ever end. But then they're reminded that one day there will be an end to this suffering. Have hope. These encouraging words were written to the exiled and persecuted early followers of Jesus who had been distributed across the ancient world. Now, I don't know about you, but for the first time in what feels like months, I've heard people speaking with hope. Hope that things will get back to normal. Hope that they will get to go on holiday next year. Hope that they will get to hug their grandchildren again. Hope has the power to do more than change your state of mind. Medical science has demonstrated that if a person still has hope, they can withstand almost limitless hardships. When talking about hope, I could try and mirror this passage with the current pandemic and the announcement this week of a potential vaccine and the potential impact of this new hope. But there is a distinct difference. The early believers weren't being told that there was an end to their persecution and trial. They were reminded about the importance of trial and how it required testing to prove its value. The hope spoken about is a living hope. God wants us not to just to have hope, but to live hopefully. Experience joy in the now, not the when. And it is possible, even though God sometimes may feel like he's not there, by keeping faithful, we can still get to feel joy. How amazing is that? I was reminded of this promise this week by a post from a close family friend who was recuperating in hospital this week after a serious operation. She posted this from the ward on Monday night. Just on midnight, I woke in hot sweat, feeling very poorly and anxious. I looked to my phone to see if any of my friends who would pray were awake. No one was awake. So I got up and looked out of the window. From my window, I can see all the way to Wolverhampton. I could see the lights of the city, but here I was in total darkness. I started to pray and praise, and I expected the sky to clear and the stars to shine, but they didn't. I checked my phone again, and Jesus said, "'Put your phone down. I'm with you in this dark pit.'" He reminded me that because he was with me, I had his light. And in that moment of feeling totally alone, I had everything I needed because he was with me. Peter's words of encouragement still apply today. Hope and joy can still be found through our faith in Christ. She went on to say this. In the dark of the night, in the deepest pit where you find yourself alone, Jesus can reach in. He is so much more than a prophet or a swear word he is the risen lord and in him we can know true peace joy hope and the most precious gift of all the promise of eternal life so this morning if you're feeling hopeful of the future i pray you continue to live with hope or maybe today you still don't have faith in an end to this current pandemic and feel stuck in a hopeless situation i cannot guarantee that god will take that trial from you but he does promise you a living hope where despite your situation joy can still exist.
0: So this morning we've been looking at 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 3 to 9 and these verses are really full of hope. And they also offer us an open invitation to that hope of receiving eternal life. There are so many promises around us at the moment that try to offer us a better way to live, maybe being more self-conscious or mindful. This whole mindfulness thing is becoming quite a thing. Being mindful of yourself, a higher state of being. I don't know if you remember the advert with the slogan, release the goddess within you. I know, Jamie, you probably remember the, (laughs) you probably do that every Saturday night on the dance floor, releasing the (laughs) goddess within you, perhaps. (laughs) Um, but theres there's also promises of supernatural communication with the spirit world and, and these kinds of things. But here in the, in the scripture, the Apostle Peter is reminding us that there is an assurance, just as Pamela mentioned earlier, a sure, confident hope, of an inheritance, a far greater, thing waiting for us in heaven this internal inheritance is for those of us who are willing to acknowledge our own sin and that is the rejection of God in our lives and accept and believe in Jesus in his death and resurrection for us and Peter describes it as a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus it's not a static one-time hope it's a living daily hope for each one of us to grab out and grab hold of. Preacher Charles Spurgeon, you may have heard of him, he was preaching in 1889 and he puts it like this, he says, our friends have come as far as that first verse of our Lord's invitation, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. And they have a measure of that rest which comes of pardon sin and confidence in Jesus. The pity is they have not advanced to his next word of exhortation, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, and you shall find rest unto your souls this is a rest discovered and enjoyed through willing service you shall find rest unto your souls many people are saved in one sense but in another sense they are seeking salvation oh that we might come to be saved in every sense may salvation be ours in the broadest widest deepest highest meaning of that blessed word may we not only be saved from but saved to saved from sin that makes us safe saved to holiness that makes us happy. This is a hope to hold on to in troubling times. There's not only a way to salvation through Jesus, but an incredibly abundant life to come if we are willing to seek after it.